Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. My guest tonight is a four-time Olympic gold medalist, a three-time WNBA MVP, a motivational speaker, a realtor, and one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Give it up for my homegirl, Lisa Leslie! That's my dog right there. That's right. Go get, go out and get you a pap. <laughs> That's them girls. She got her own shoe. She got her own shoe. Give it up. This is a dunks. These are Lisa Leslie dunks. Yeah. Thanks to Nike. 25th anniversary of the WNBA, and they came out with the dunks. So yeah. about it's just so cool to have you in front of me right now. Yeah. Thank you. you Leslie, wait, can I just stop you on show for a second? Because your book is amazing. Thank you so much. Amazing. I don't know, people, if you haven't got it, get it, listen to it. I'm on chapter six. I've been laughing, crying, laughing again, crying. But it's amazing. Amazing. so much. I laughed and cried a lot, too. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, we're both from the, like, same area, right? Yes. Like, we both played ball in L.A. I, I don't think I was as good as you. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely know I was not as good as you. Yeah, I know that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, because you played ball, and you went to college playing wow. ball. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, look, I thought I played you in high school. I, you remember when we first met, I was like, yeah. I played against you. Remember, we almost got into a fight, and you was like, girl... <laughs> No, I did have a few fights. I, I, I did. I, I would say my alter ego is probably your persona as exactly. a common, as a comedian. So it's like I'm very calm and collected off the court, but on the court, my game is like how you talk. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Do like, but you don't want to see house. me. Don't come in my house. Right. That's what we tell them. Don't come in our house. Exactly. Okay. So if we played ball like at our best, me at my best, you at your best, mm. who you think would have won? No, that's not a good. Co- <laughs> That's not a good question. You want to do over? Because <laughs> me at my best is the best. Wow. Like, <laughs> I mean. I'm just going to let you know I would have fouled you all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I'm losing all five fouls on you. But just know I was the kind of player that I just match whatever energy you come. So if oh. you want to fight, we can fight. If you want to play nice, we can play nice. Like, I really believe in that, too. 
But I, I love you, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, though, right? Because we yeah. got a chance to be, like, so fierce and to play a sport that we love. Yes. And for me, it was really about the next generation. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't get as much spotlight as young women get now, especially yes. in the WNBA. But having that opportunity and that platform to be a role model for the next generation, that's all I kept thinking about is those little girls out there yeah. who are going to see me, who want to be yeah. like me. Yes. crazy when I was coming up we didn't have the WNBA you know we can go overseas yes. and play and just to see it form and you just like I said made it look good and looked good doing it you know what I'm saying like Thank you. they called you Hollywood right yes. and because you know how to dress this is the question I have we're both tall mm -hmm. well how hard was it for you to find clothes Oh, the worst. All my clothes were men's clothes, first off. It was yeah. like a men's blazer. My mom would, like, get it tailored. I wore men's jeans. I had to get, you know, I wore, like, a, well, back then, I only wore, like, a two or a right. four. Right, And I mean, I'm an eight now. Uh. But um, <laughs> it, it's, like, it was tough because everything had to be altered for me, but mm -hmm. I had to buy men's clothes. But then I'd wear, like, V-neck shirts. Mike, when I look back at those outfits before I started making money, it was tough, but I always had a, a feminine nature, and mm -hmm. I feel like my mom would always teach me to just be true to myself. I, mm -hmm. Everybody else is taken, right? So you had to show up. I started playing basketball late at 12, okay. so I was really into fashion and etiquette and uh, wanting to be a model. Wow. That was my thing, but basketball just came, and it was like, so this is my way. Yeah. How did, how did you become so good? Like, was it coaching, or was you already like... Oh, <laughs> like, uh, thank you. Yeah. It was my, it's my work ethic. Um, now, first off, I'm very competitive. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like spades, dominoes, Pictionary, yeah. whatever it is, so I'm trying to win. <laughs> like, it's not fun for you. Don't come to right. my house if you're not ready to compete. <laughs> like, people that say, like, oh, no, it's, it's not that serious. No. Oh, no, oh, you probably don't, don't want to no, come no, over no, here. Don't come over here, yeah. Don't yeah. come over here. I don't want to take the fun out of it for you, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to sit it out. Yeah. But if I'm playing, <laughs> I'm coming to win. Oh, I will curse you out if you're my partner in spade. Oh, no, yeah, don't no, renege. Get, get up. Don't get up. Get up from the table now. Excuse me. Don't renege. Did you see that joke? Did oh. you see me leave with the diamond? That's because I only got one. If you renege, you never invited back to my house. Don't come back. <laughs> People might not know. Renege means to play a book that yes. is either you do have another in that suit or you're not paying attention to the game and they you don't realize. know what that is. Right. <laughs> Competition is my thing, though. So I've, I've always loved being competitive. But fashion was something that I liked. I couldn't afford to do at a high level. But I just feel like when you have style. Style yeah. is important to me. And sometimes I look at some of the videos, I'm like, girlfriend, Ooh. that was not it. Yeah, because I don't think I had style until I got a stylist. And that's right. for real. I'm not, <laughs> like 10 I'm weeks not gonna, ago? No. Yeah, until, <laughs> until Brian started dressing me, child. He saw my closet when he first met me. He was like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh, you know, I mean, I it's, it's, yeah, because it's, it's just buying stuff that fit. And New York and Company was the only place that, oh, no. that had jeans and stuff that was. I'm sorry. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was rough. But they was like, you know, not to shit on them. I don't want to shit on New York. No, but Company, New York but Company now, they did they great. Got, Gabrielle oh, no. Union was they with them. They, like, oh, they no, came they around. They, they got their thing together. But at but first, I, it was kind of silky. But, like, but that, Still like their jeans because their jeans was long enough. Oh. Them and tall girls. You remember long yeah. tall Sally? Yes. Girl, yes, long yes. tall Sally. See y'all. Y'all don't know the troubles of a tall girl. Right. With the big 
feet. Thank like, goodness for Fashion Nova. Yes. Oh, my God. No, Payless started doing the Payless. big shoes. They started doing the big shoes. You went way back. Payless. Oh, yes, I did. Payless. No, Nordstrom Rack. Nordstrom Rack. Nordstrom's Rack. Nordstrom but Payless Rack. was the first ones. Like, yeah. you could get a pair no, of Nordstrom, kids. Nordstrom Rack. You could get, like, a size 14 at Nordstrom Rack. I think Rack. Payless came out before Nordstrom's uh-huh. Rack. No. Nordstrom no? Rack came out. Well, Payless was out, but they wasn't doing big shoes uh-huh. like Nordstrom no, Rack. No. Girl, yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so, you. so let me ask you a question, okay? So would you? Sorry, have, is this water? Is this that's water. Yeah, okay. that's water. Um, that's actually alcohol. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, would you like when the NBA, uh, WNBA started? I know it was pretty exciting. Yes. But would you like to play the WNBA when it first started or the WNBA now? Well, that's a great question. First off, I started in the beginning, so I was one of the faces of the WNBA. Right. But if I played now, I would have made so much more money because yeah. I was into fashion and, yeah. you know, skin care, hair care, being a role model, deodorant, anything, yeah. te- toothpaste for teeth, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, it's not too late, folks out there. <laughs> uh, you know. Like they can get your number. Because you they can call saying? me, but... Yeah, I think I would have had a more lucrative uh, yeah. outcome if I played now. And I still would have been blocking shots like, you know, me and you Asia. Sure me and Asia would have been going at oh it. Oh, my God. I, I love, love Asia. Oh, I love her. <laughs> I love her. Now, because you dunked. Yes. You dunked. And I'm going to ask you the question. Because, see, I know a lot of men ask you this because, you know, men love to ask dumbass questions. But <laughs> I know a lot of men have asked you, like, hey, should we lower the rim so y'all can dunk more and it could be more exciting? Right. What's your answer to that? Shut the... Oh. No. <laughs> My answer is no. I think the game is amazing. Um, if really anybody is. has watched the WNBA, you already know these ladies are playing at such a high level. It, it's, it's like blurred lines with the men and the women. Yes, the dunk is amazing. Yes, more women have dunked, but um, I wouldn't change anything about our game. The product is phenomenal. Even college women's basketball is phenomenal. Can't wait for Angel Reese and, yes. and uh, Caitlin Clark to get yes. to the WNBA. Like, it's just amazing. We're doing a great job. So will we look at the camera right now and look at all those people? Which who, one you want me to look at? Uh, one or two? I don't know. Which one we look at? This one right here? <laughs> this one right here? Um, all the people that doubted that the WNBA was going to make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you voted! Whatever. Hey, we at the bank, though. We at the bank, We cash and checks. That's right. <laughs> now, now uh, what I, I heard about NIL deals, I think they call it NIL. Is it NIL, yes. NIL Names. deals. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they get those in college. Oh, which, child, we was, I was so broke in college. Like, yes. like, what, like, what is the advantage of that? Because, you know, mm. they make more money than being in the WNBA. I do know that. Which So here's the deal. Uh, yeah, in college, I had $5. I used to get a burrito yeah. at the burrito truck, and you eat oh, half you before practice. A burrito, because <laughs> you can eat half before practice and then half after the practice. Right. NIL, these women and men are getting paid so much money for their deals. The same That's thing, else, whether it's cosmetics, outfits, they're getting their Nike and other shoe deals um, early on when you're in college. So imagine that. I had to wait. I signed my first Nike deal my first day after my last game. So I had to be completely finished from being eligible in college before I could go pro. Um, Now, you do realize that only applies in usually sports that are dominated by African-American. So that happens to the football players and the basketball players. But there are other sports that that does not apply. You You can get endorsement deals in other sports, tennis, 
um, soccer, you know, other sports. So it's interesting that this NIL really opens the door for so many athletes and especially athletes from our communities that mm -hmm. There is no yeah. trust fund happening yeah. that they are the first millionaires ever and the, and in their first family. And making money to even be able to support the Absolutely. family to be able to send money back. It's yes. like a lot of people are leaving a big family that, like, they probably was working and helping. Yes. And, yeah, man. Let they, me just tell you, my mom drove an 18-wheeler truck. My mom would give me $200 if she could. $200 is a lot of money. A, yeah. She'd give me $200, and if she could do it every month or every other month, and I would have to manage while at USC with all these kids who come from a background of money, yeah. and I'm trying to manage this $200 just to, like, make it, hence the $5 burritos. Right. But, so, you know, your eating is not as healthy as it could be because you don't have mm -hmm. enough money to necessarily eat healthy. So I think the NIL deal is opening doors for so many kids, and the key to that is going to be money management mm -hmm. because a lot of times we ignore those conversations because we didn't have money. Yeah. So if you don't have money, how do you know how to take care of money? how to invest money and hence that's how I got into real estate. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, how come we, we, we need a class on teaching kids how to checkbooks and bank accounts yes. and interest rates. Yeah, that, yeah. That's my biggest advice. I, uh, I'm, I became a real estate professional with my husband. We have the Lockwood Group, which is our real estate company. We are in the luxury space with Keller Williams. But why? It's because it's important to invest your money and get the return on your money. And a lot of times kids, especially when you're first generation, you're thinking house, cars, chains, necklaces, stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what we see that you think people with money. But in fact, it's about that education of where, how can you make this money, make money for you. You mm -hmm. will not be able to play forever. Yes. Right? Yes. And you got to take care of your kids. And you get old. But people, when you, you know, when you're 19 or 20, you can't, 40 is old to a 19-year-old. And, and you you're don't like know 40? that you're going to turn 40 and not be able to play right. that sport. Yeah. Yes, and that money could have just created compound interest for you. It's a way to make a living for not only your family, but the family that you might have in the future. And so that's always our message when we're trying to get our real estate company out there. We deal with a lot of celebrities and athletes and helping them to invest that money so that they'll have it to return and share with their family. You so know, let me know when you're ready to buy some Girl, real you know I am. <laughs> you know I am. I, I want to ask you, and this is probably something just off the cuff for me, yeah. is what would you tell black girls like us? that's tall and awkward and don't know how to really express how they feel or yeah. just just kind of scared and walk hunched over yeah. because they're ashamed of their height or what they look like. What would you say to them? My first thing is about having faith. I was a child that had so much faith in God and I was praying like, Lord, let them see me as beautiful. Like, you know, you want to be appealing, but it's hard when you just don't. I mean, we didn't have all the stuff all hooked up. You're just a regular kid looking out there in the world. And I feel sorry sometimes for these kids because they have social media. So yeah. they're being exposed to even more beautiful, perfect looking people with all these filters and all these things, I, I, could, they would, I would be so discouraged, I think, yeah. if I was a young kid now. But I would just say to learn to love yourself and then just be patient. Write down your goals. That was the biggest thing for me. My short-term goals were goals I wanted to achieve within one year. And then my long-term goals were goals I wanted to achieve within five years. And those goals kept me focused. I put them on my mirror in the bathroom. I put them on the refrigerator because, you know, our girls got to eat. And I would go but when I see these goals, my sacrifice was go to the gym and put up the 200 shots, 500 shots, yeah. as opposed to going to the mall hanging out with my homegirls. That's real talk, though. That's real talk. You sacrifice. Gotta uncomfortable. You got to be uncomfortable to be successful sometimes yeah. for a little while. You know, you got to work it. One of the things Kobe and I would always talk about, the great Kobe, I love him mm. so much, that 
It's just everybody's not willing to make the sacrifice. No, no. And they don't understand. They they want the they want the now, but they don't want the how. Yeah, yeah, that's it's hard work. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's hard yeah. work. Oh my God! No, no. Why am I in love with you? My new friend! Oh my God! When are you coming to my house? You're coming to Thanksgiving? Yes, we're gonna definitely oh. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. know how difficult it is to have dinner with some of your family members. But this year is going to be different. Thanksgiving is just around the corner, and that means getting together with family members who you might not see eye to eye with. But this Thanksgiving, Leslie Jones will come to your house and politely interject when the conversation becomes political. I'm just thankful that Roe v. Wade was finally overturned. That's the conversation you want to start right now at this table while everybody's happy during Thanksgiving. Why we trying to be happy? You know what? Have some dry ass turkey and shut the f up. It's insane. The way I the way I see it is your generation are all a bunch of lazy socialists. Who is you calling lazy? You can't even bring proper pie to Thanksgiving. And stop kissing the kids in the mouth. That's nasty. They don't like that. Plus, Leslie can help prevent annoying conversations before they even begin. Try that mega shit. Try it. And I'll tell everybody in this room that you use Nana's Wi-Fi to jack off. And if that doesn't work, Leslie goes back to basics. I'll just say, these transgender people... Ah! 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 I just... Ah! Can I have some stuff? I feel as ah! Leslie will even stop by the kids' table to teach them how to shout down problematic relatives. Ah! No, no, okay, look, from the diaphragm. You ready? One, two, three. Ah! Talking to your family is hard. Watching Leslie Jones shut them down is easy. And I think it should be acknowledged that this dinner is taking place on Cherokee land. Shut up! All this land is Cherokee. If we talking about, can you spell indigenous? You can't even spell it, can you? Shut up! Don't agree with me. Thank you for that. Shut up. Who invited me to this? Available for all holidays where family are included. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
my guest tonight is an author <laughs> and a national political correspondent for NBC News and MSNBC, and I'm totally obsessed with him. <laughs> he has gotten me through every election. He is the king of the khakis. And he has an apartment in my heart. <laughs> I have never met him in person until this moment, so I am so excited to welcome and finally see live and in person, right here for real, Steve Kornacki! <laughs> So, <laughs> it's great to meet you. you too. Oh my God, it's so crazy that we've never met before, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure you know that I'm totally obsessed with you. <laughs> I've seen some clips. Um, would you like to see the big clip that they made of our love? Take a look. <laughs> Let's take a look. <laughs> Steve Kanaki is the sexiest nerd. <laughs> on TV. When he would grab the thing and be like, no, and then Mark on the board, I was like, oh, God. Just keep solving the problems, Mr. Kanaka. God damn it, that is just sexy to me. What, is that a seven? Is that a seven, Steve? When he put that calculator, I was like, what? You gonna tell me the exact answer? Your gap is in your gap shirt and your regular tie, dude, and your two-tone belt. You belong to us! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I am so embarrassed, but not really. So, when you're standing at that big door, uh -huh. <laughs> and you got that damn calculator, <laughs> how do you keep all your facts straight? Well, fortunately, I mean, we've got great technology now. It's amazing. You know, I've been, as you say, an election nerd uh, for a lot of my life. And what was possible on an election night, say, 25 years ago, um, is a fraction of what's possible now. So there's so much information loaded into that board. Um, there's so much we can do with it. Any given county, any given state, any given congressional district, demographic information. So we're able to show what's happening in real time with a depth and I think a sophistication, hopefully. Um, it just wasn't possible before. <laughs> that was such a sophisticated answer. <laughs> So let me ask you a question. Do you know every single county in the U.S.? <laughs> I have at some point encountered all of them in getting ready for elections. There are 3,143. I will admit this. Uh, I'll go through a, you know, a state for an election, and when it is time to go for that state, I'll know them all. But I will not retain a lot of them afterwards. So it's, <gasps> it's a, The big swing states in presidentials, I, I'm much stronger on than... The, the states that aren't necessarily competitive. <laughs> okay, I have so many important questions to ask you. I, I really do. Okay, so Biden um, is losing to Trump. Should we be freaked out right now? I mean, so there's New York Times polls that came out last week, the six states we think will decide the election in 2024. And yeah, they had Trump ahead in five of those six states. They're all states that Trump had lost in, in 2020. So really? the thing that's interesting to me is if you look back at the 2020 election mm -hmm. from this point, fall of 2019 on to Election Day, mm -hmm. there was literally not a single poll 
that ever had Trump ahead of Biden nationally. Oh. Um, we've now had multiple polls that show wow. Trump ahead of Biden. Really? So th th there is a different atmosphere around this looming. And we'll see what happens in the primaries. But this is looking likely to be the matchup again. And Trump is showing a strength or Biden is showing a weakness that wasn't there the last time in the run-up to the election. So I, I, I think I take it. I would take it very seriously. Yeah. Well, okay, I can't, Steve. Why is Trump still able to run? I, am I confused? What? What? I mean, <laughs> he's being indicted everywhere. <laughs> How is he still able to run for president? Well, it, you know, look, it's a two-term limit, not a one-term limit. So he can, you know, he served one term. Okay. We haven't had a president in modern times lose re-election and then four years later say, hey, I'm running again. You know, George Bush Sr. went happily into retirement. Jimmy Carter went and built houses. Wow. Um, you know, it's been a while since you've had a president try to do this, but you, you can. And you bring up all the, the uh, legal issues around Trump. Those are hasn't been convicted of anything. And, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be a major factor, I think, to looming over the campaign. Um, but from an eligibility standpoint, you know, it, it, it looks like there's, you know, there's no issue. That makes no sense. I'm, okay, okay. So it could, it's a real chance that Trump becomes the Republican nominee. It, I mean, certainly, again, we're talking polls right now. He is at a level of dominance over that Republican field that we haven't seen from a candidate in a Republican contest in 24 years. The last one was George W. Bush. Really? In the, and George W. Bush won the nomination in 2000. He had leads the size that Trump has right now. This is the first time since Bush we've seen a Republican consistently polling this well in the Republican primaries. Now, Bush did get a scare in 2000. John McCain won some states, put a scare into him. Maybe, you know, a DeSantis, maybe a Haley. It's looking like if there's going to be a threat to him, it's one of those two. Neither one of them is going to. You know, oh but. <laughs> well, okay. So I want to ask you to explain the Electoral College debate, because I feel like that's something I can understand from you. Okay. I don't want to sound stupid in front of you, my love, but um, <laughs> you don't, don't I didn't worry. know what the Electoral College was. I just thought it was where politicians went to college to learn about <laughs> politics. Yeah. So what is it? It's, I mean, it's a bit of a throwback to the earliest days of the country, but how it functions now is essentially the candidate who wins the vote in a state wins the number of electoral votes that that state has. There, there's, it gets very complicated. Okay, see, I feel like there's math. math. Okay, but sure. I, I did something kind of oh. goofy. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I got you a little present. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a calculator. All right. I put your name on the back. It's pretty long, but it's okay. It's, Thank you. <laughs> So we can figure those things Maybe out I'll now. Look for this next election. Yes! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> if you use my calculator, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> okay, let me ask you one more important question. I mean, uh, now, I heard that you didn't know who Taylor Swift was, which I don't care. But um, <laughs> do you know who Beyonce is? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to have to divorce you, Steve. <laughs> you are awesome. Be sure to watch Steve Karnacki do his thing on NBC and MSNBC. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 
Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.